No doubt about it. Man, that's a, it's an amazing story. Um, and I, I mean, obviously I can just tell, uh, the pain it brings you even retelling the story. Right. And, um, it's crazy how life, like life is like that. You know, it's like 12 years later, it's still like stings, you know, uh, a mistake, but you know, uh, I'll tell you, even for me, some of the best things that I've ever done or created are because of mistakes I've made. And so, you know, you call it a divine intervention and everything. It's like, you know, God obviously had a plan. Um, and it's, it's brought everything that's happened to this point, um, together and, you know, 750 episodes. And I think you're telling me you have a fourth book, you know, on the way. And, um, it's like, it's crazy, you know, and, and to see all of that growth. And, um, I'll tell you too, I've seen many successful people, um, on my show or just friends and whatever too. And like you said, they're all in the same boat. They all put their pants on the same way. Um, and I would honestly argue that the majority of them struggle, um, more than just like the average guy. Um, mainly because they're so dedicated to their craft and the success of whatever it is, whether it's baseball, whether it's acting, whether it's, you know, running their business, like, right. They're, they're known as this public figure who's has all this success. And if they don't have that success, it's like their life is ruined. Um, and so they're willing to sacrifice, you know, family, faith, their health, everything in order to maintain that level of success, you know, externally whatever validates them. And so, um, I'm sure you've, you've mentored a lot of these people and they're during your program, like, you know, better than me. Um, but I, I just have noticed that trend as well. I think a lot of men, wherever life, wherever they feel that they come alive the most or that they feel success and, and validation, it's easy to focus a ton of time and energy and attaboys into that space right? Because that's where we, that's where we get to live. Right. And if you think about it this way, you know, I had Frankie, I don't know if you're a UFC fan or not, but I had Frankie Edgar on the show. He's, he's in the hall of fame. He's, he has actually spent the most minutes in the cage of any fighter to date. He's taken a lot of beatings. He has taken a lot of beatings. (laughs) That's what makes me think. (laughs) Okay. But he, uh, he and I were talking about this and I was like, man, cause I was on, I was on his podcast and I was like, listen, I was like, what if, what if men in general, right? What if, what if people in general, when it came to their relationships and their family and their kids and wives or husbands, what if we looked at that area of our life? Like we look at our professional lives. So like, for instance, it takes 990 hours of training for a cadet, police cadet to go from cadet to actually go on the streets, right? It takes eight years of medical school, two years of fellowship and residency to be a surgeon, uh, and Frankie and I were talking about this and I said, you know, you've been a UFC fighter for 16 years. You're 145 pounds. I'm 185 pounds. Now, if I were to get in the cage with you for 60 seconds, you would pummel me like absolutely pummel me. If I didn't train, even if I did train, chances are you'd pummel me. Right. But here's the thing. I wouldn't expect anything less because you're the pro you've spent so much time and energy training for this. Not to, not to mention the fact that no one else would blame me either because they're like, well, yeah, what were you thinking? Right. You got in the cage with Frankie Edgar. Like, you're going to get pummeled. Did you train? No, of course not. However, 
when it comes to marriage and when it comes to raising our kids, even our own mindset, we don't go through those trainings. We don't learn those skills. And yet we expect and we put all this pressure on ourselves that we, we have to and it must come naturally. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. Yeah. There's definitely people are not training to be a dad. I thought you were going to actually tell, um, I, I don't know if I've heard this joke or I thought of it, but it's like, you're like, yeah, it takes 2000 hours to, to be this guy or, you know, and that thousand hours to be a cadet. And I was like, yeah, and it takes, you know, some guys two minutes to be a dad. If, if even that long, if that, it might take two <laughs> seconds, but you know, now yeah. you're a dad yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you got to deal with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about, uh, just what you guys are doing at the dad edge. We understand that there's a big problem with, you know, fatherhood training, right? I mean, where do you even go? Most people have no idea. Most people probably don't even have friends or people that are good dads that they could emulate or even, you know, have mentor them or pick their brain. Um, like what does a normal guy do? So what a normal guy, what a normal guy will do is they will continue to be like, well, this should come naturally to me. And then what happens when we hit roadblocks and things don't go the way we thought they would, a lot of men will start to isolate themselves even more. They'll start to self-sabotage, but we do it very, very quietly. You know, sometimes the biggest bully in our ear is the one that's between our two ears, right? I should be a better father. I shouldn't have done that. This should come naturally. We take big steaming piles of should all over ourselves as fathers. And we usually ask ourselves pretty poor questions. Like, why can't I communicate with my wife? Why can't I connect with her? Why can't I be a more patient father? Why can't I talk to my kids easier? And again, blessing for being, for, for Dad Edge Podcast and being in the front row seat to a great education. I've had lead operators on there, Navy SEALs. You know, Jocko Willink was one. Mark Devine was one. And one thing that they always say is, Quality of your questions will determine the quality of your life. So if you're asking yourself really poor questions, like, why can't I, why can't I communicate with my wife? Why can't I be more patient? You know, your brain is wired like Google, whatever it is that you're asking your mind, it will give you the answer. So it's like, oh, you don't know, you, you want to know why you can't communicate with your wife? Let me tell you. So really it boils down to how might I, how right. might we, how might I have more patience? What do I need to learn? What needs to be different in my life to have those things, Right. And there's all, you know, so if, like, for instance, to create an extraordinary marriage, there are four elements to creating an extraordinary marriage. And those four elements sit on a foundation of how do you communicate? You know, how do we communicate with our wives? And the same thing with kids, right? Creating an environment of boundaries, psychological safety. That's another one where your kids will open up and tell you anything and everything. Uh, creating connection asking them better questions. Like I am not a fan of how was your day? I hate that question. I've been guilty of asking it. Uh, better questions, right? Determine better conversations. And when you can elevate conversation with your kids or even your wife, you're going to elevate connection. Mm. The problem is, is that we don't know exactly how to do that sometimes. And we don't know what it looks like. And as a man, uh, we certainly don't want to ask how to 